It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. This is all about the battle for the chair, which the battle for the chair is simply the, uh, the battle for the truth of our minds, the battle for the truth for our minds. You know, the, the devil has all kinds of scheme. he is schemes, he is the enemy of our souls. And I want to talk about the fact that he literally wants to steal our thoughts. You see that? He wants to literally steal our thoughts and turn them into deceptive strongholds. Now I want to open a scripture up to you this morning taken from the Gospel of John. Uh, this is chapter 10, reading from the Passion Version. Uh, this is verse 10. And it says this, A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But Jesus, here's the Jesus bit. Jesus said, I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness, until you overflow. And so my question comes to you this morning, what is the, simply, what is the lie that you have believed that is currently stealing or stolen your God future? That chair, that seat of your future. What is the thing that you have allowed the enemy to hoodwink you to believe about those things? I believe that this is how the enemy pulls us into his trap. So let me begin with this. Have you ever been walking alone? And maybe you came to a motorway bridge and you were walking across the bridge and, and suddenly you had this thought, just do it, Dave, just do it. It's simple, just throw yourself off, finish it. Just do it right now. And, and, and you kind of walk a little bit faster and you get to the end of the bridge and you stop for a moment and you think, oh my word, where on earth did that thought come from? And I want to tell you today that that is what I would term a suggestive thought. This is stage one of, of the enemy trying to pull us into a trap, into a stronghold. This is just stage one where he's kind of bringing these suggestive thoughts across to us. Let me tell you, the enemy is full of them and he's very good at them as well. I, I love 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. This calls these kind of thoughts deceptive fantasies. The writer calls them deceptive 
fantasies. I, I want to say to us all, wherever we are around the world today, believer or unbeliever, you know, we need to understand that we've got to recognize these thoughts for what they are and from where they came. Let me read verse 5 of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, the Passion Version. It says, we can, and I, I, I love this because anything that says we can, it doesn't say we can't, it's hopeless, we've lost, forget it, finish it. It says we can demolish every deceptive fantasy. I love that. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the truth and the knowledge of God. We capture, we literally capture, we spear that thought, we capture it like prisoners of war. Every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one who is Jesus. Another version says that they are vain imaginations. It describes these thoughts as vain imaginations, literally empty thoughts, meaningless, reasonless, reasonable, uh, reasonless thoughts that come into our life. Now, I, I have my own version. I have my own version this morning of this that I've written in relation to 2 Corinthians 10, 5, and it, it kind of comes with the lie is. It starts, the lie is. The lie is anything that thinks it knows better than Jesus and what he knows to be true. Let, let me say that again. The lie is this. Anything that thinks it knows better than Jesus and what he knows to be true. And, and there is a slippery slope in this whole thing of suggestive thoughts that takes us down a track. And if we continue to entertain these suggestive thoughts, then what we end up doing is all we empower is we empower the enemy to fulfill his evil schemes to another level altogether. And we find ourselves moving from stage one through to stage two, which is this. We move from a place of suggestion to a place of oppression, from suggestive thoughts, from suggestion to oppression. Let me tell you about this phase just for a moment. In this phase, we've actually started to believe the lie We've been listening to the enemy and instead of hearing God's truth, we've started to take on board the things that he's trying to deceive us with. These deceptive fantasies, as it were. Maybe this lie is about our image to us and to others. Maybe this is about maybe the addiction that we have that continually tells us that this is the thing that will finish us off in life. Maybe some other thoughts, but at this stage, this is the deal. With the lie, we now share the chair. 
I don't know if you've ever been in this situation or whether you're in this situation today, but this seems like a heavy burden to carry. In fact, it seems like there is a constant distraction mentally in your world and it practically disrupts the plans that God had and has for your life. And yet it seems that the more we believe the lie, the greater the grip on the seat of our future. You see, it's a little bit like this. It's like playing musical chairs. And I want you to imagine that we're all on our, our own chair and there are lots of chairs as we do with musical chairs, lots of people going round in circles, but we're sat on our chair and we're comfortable on our chair. And then the lie turns on the music. And suddenly we find ourselves off our chair and dancing to his tune. And the music plays and we dance and we hear the music and we, we dance to that tune until the music stops. And then we run for our chair. But the lie makes it back to the chair and occupies our seat before we even can get back. You see, really... This is the deal. When we play musical chairs with the devil, the oppression soon turns to obsession. It turns from oppression to obsession. This is stage three in the enemy seeking to bring a stronghold in our lives and then therefore when it comes to our chair we have moved then to a place where the devil takes possession of the seat and we know this morning that possession means stronghold we find ourselves in a place where we can't get rid of this occupant on our chair it's taken the seat of our future and all of this stuff in total opposition to what Jesus knows to be the truth about your life and about my life. But I want to tell you something this morning and I have good news for you. The reality is, is that it's not over. I want to tell you wherever you're listening from this morning, it's not over in your life you know the enemy might have come to seek to destroy and to rob you and to to steal your thoughts to turn them into that deceptive stronghold and even if you sit in your home and you feel in that stronghold this morning I want to tell you it's not over you know the enemy may have taken battleground from you he may have stolen your seat but he hasn't won the war I want to remind you this morning that Jesus wins. I said Jesus wins. But I want to also let you know that if we are going to fight the enemy in whatever stage of this battle that you may be in this morning, if we are going to successfully fight this battle, then we have to pick up our weapons of war and learn how to fight the way of truth. So next week, I'm going to be sharing with you exactly that. 
How do I fight my battles so that I can live in the truth of God's destiny over my life? Whilst we're together this morning, I wonder if I may just bring an encouragement to you if you're not of faith. If you say, I'm not a Jesus follower, and I recognize that many of you will be this morning, and many of you may not know Jesus in the way that we've spoken about, sung about, talked about, laughed about. And so, I want to bring this opportunity to you. I want to tell you, first of all, that when it comes to truth, the truth is Jesus does love you. The truth is that Jesus does care for you. The truth is that Jesus does know your situation. He does know your battles. He does know your circumstances. He does know about your life and his love is towards you today. In fact, the truth is that Jesus wants relationship with you. He wants to be your friend. He wants to come into a relationship with you and, and only you can press the trigger on that. And so what I'm going to do right now in giving you that opportunity, I'm going to pray a very short prayer. And I'd love it, wherever you are, even if you're whispering, even if you're saying it in your head, or even if you say it so loud in your living room that your whole family, or maybe you're on your own this morning, maybe people can hear you out in the streets when you pray this prayer because you want to get hold of Jesus. I wonder if you would pray with me right now. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. Thank you for forgiving me. I'm sorry. I'm yours now. And I'm free now. Amen. We really hope you got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love you to join us for one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information about our great Elevate Kids and Elevate Youth environments, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me, and also download our Elevate Church AU app.